I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. You are making those claims about yourself. Such testimony is not valid. These claims are valid, even though I make them about myself. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standards. But I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as fact. I am one witness, and my Father who sent me is the other. Where is your Father? Since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my Father is. If you knew me, you would also know my Father. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness, because you will have the light that leads to life. I sure do love those little videos. They bring this interaction between Jesus and those who are having conversation with him to a different light. And so often when we read these passages, whether in our head or out loud with a, a group, they seem so emotionless, almost like there's just no power there. But when you add emphasis, when you add depth and emotion to what is happening between these individuals, it really brings the, it, it heightens what was really being said. Because when you call somebody a brood of vipers, <laughs> for instance, there was, there was tenacity with it. And then there was responses of anger and frustration. And so, in these passages where Jesus is proclaiming, I am, I liked hearing it from a different perspective than just my voice reading the words. And so today, as we continue this series, simply stated, I am, we, we come to a passage where Jesus claims to be light. And once again, this is an interesting statement to say. I am the light, right? Much like last week, we read that I am the bread. I am food, right? It's just not something that people walk around saying. If you say something like that, either you are out of your mind or you're being funny, right? So what, what does Jesus mean when he says, I am the light of the world. What do we know about light? What are some of the characteristics about light? Well, the first we know is that light creates. Light creates. It creates a lot of different things, but light creates. For instance, when you get closer to a light source, whether it's a light bulb or if it is a, 
I don't know, a, a heating lamp or something like that. The closer you get to it, especially in a cold environment, the more you can feel its heat. Things that produce light have heat or energy. It has varying levels depending on how much power it's being used to enlighten it or how much power is available to empower it. So, if you were to take the sun out of our solar system, we would be frozen in an instant, right? So light, in a sense, brings life. That's exactly what Jesus was saying in this passage, that his light brings life into existence. Without his light, without his presence, there is no life. He brings light. But he brings light that brings life. In fact, in John 10, 10, that he says that he brings more than just light. He brings abundant life. Right? His life that he brings is abundant. It's fullness. With it comes joy. With it comes hope. With it comes purpose, excitement, life. So do you want this abundant life that Jesus desires to create within you. He is the creator of life. He is the sustainer of life. And so the law of light not only creates true life, light removes and reveals. Have you ever tried to play with your shadow as a kid, <laughs> right? The, the moment you went down to touch it, what happened? It, it changed, right? Shadow changes, and as the light shines upon that shadow, and you are no longer in between whatever it is, the ground or the, the wall building, as you are no longer in the way, the shadow disappears. That's what light does. It removes darkness. It removes it. Let me ask you another easy question. What color do you see in the dark? You don't see any color. All you see is, is black. And the moment you add even just a little bit of light to the room, suddenly colors start to appear. And the moment full light hits that room, all of the colors are in full bloom. Light 
fills rooms and with it We are in the time of year where we have many opportunities to walk into rooms and have them be black and turn on a light and on comes colors. Darkness is removed. Light reveals color. Jesus does the same in a spiritual sense too. When Jesus comes into this scene, his light destroys the darkness of sin. His light destroys the darkness of sin, and in the same way, it reveals the brilliance of God's character. God removes sin of darkness. Darkness cannot be anywhere where there is light. God's light removes it. And it, with it, Jesus reveals through his light God's character. He shows up and people see the goodness, the patience, the long-suffering, the care, the grace, the mercy. So light creates true life. Light removes sin. And light reveals God's character. Light does one more thing. Light enhances growth. It was the first thing that probably you learned in science. Whatever grade that you first were introduced to science. What was the first thing? First thing we learn is that every living organism needs what? Water, soil, sun to thrive. Light enhances growth. Without it, things shall not grow. It's one of the essentials that we learned back in first grade or whatever grade you entered science. Right amount of light will bring peak conditions for growth. And likewise, being close to the light of Jesus, the closer we get to Him, the more we know Him, the more we grow. So, how does this look in our life? When Jesus comes onto the scene and he simply says, I am the light of the world that brings life to all humanity. He comes to the scene and says that. And behind all of that is this concept of life, of removal of sin, of display of God's characteristics. Of growth in the the kind of growth spiritually that draws us to be more like Him and 
to be closer to him. What does this mean for you and I today? What does this mean that Jesus says, I am? I am God and this is who I am. This is what it looks like. I look, the the God of the universe, the I am brings light. What does that mean for you? In your practical life, why should you care a bit about this? Because let's be real. If we can't apply what we read through God's word, through the interaction of Jesus to us, if it doesn't make sense to our day, why should we even walk out of here and do a single thing about this word of God that is supposed to be our rule book for life? Let's talk about that today. Let's think about what does it mean to live in the light of Jesus. So in regards to letting it create true life, let's think about that. How many people are miserable today? If you're to take a survey of your life, How many days in the month do you feel like this is just a waste? I wish I didn't have to go to work today. I wish I didn't have to go to school today. How many days where you are to do something and you say, I wish I didn't have to? Be honest. Count them up. Would it be a couple days a week? would be every day of the week what would it be maybe it wouldn't be any days of the week but by and large when i hear people refer to their work or refer to school outside of being with a friend there if you are lucky enough to have a friend at school that you get to go to classes with or you get to work next to a person who you hang out with after work like i just don't hear it i don't hear anybody who says that I am so glad I got to go to work today. They, they hate their jobs. They hate school. They hate their coworkers. They hate their classmates or their teachers or their bosses or their, uh, some family member that they have to go and visit this weekend. They hate their vehicle. They wish they could get a new one. They hate whoever made the, 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 the app that they have to use for whatever or the game that they like to play, but the app makers did this and frustrates the person. It's it's on and on. Say something that might be a little jarring to some people, but people have this crazy notion that things on earth are to make their life happy. They have this crazy notion that somehow, some way, their job is to bring them joy. That school should be about making their life pleasurable. you are a Christian and you believe in the Bible, I want to say this. That is a lie. 
is what I mean by that. James 4, 4 through 5 says, You adulterers, if you think what I just said is true, that your job is to bring you joy, school is to create pleasure for you, that your friends are there to make you happy, your parents maybe, you think that that is the case. James is calling you an adulterer. Here's what he says. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? Do you think the scripture has no meaning? They say that God is passionate and that he, that he the spirit, has placed within us should be, and we should be faithful God is passionate that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. If we think that this world is to bring us joy, we are adulterers. The spirit that he put within us is to be about being faithful to him. And through that, we find our joy. We find our pleasure. We find our identity. We find our hope. Jesus gives true life. It is through him that we have a family where we can both know and be known. It's through the life that Jesus gives that we have purpose to build his kingdom. And it's, it's through Jesus that we have an eternity and hope for a future. So the question we must ask ourselves is, do I desire this life that Jesus gives? Or am I trying to find it in this world? Don't be adulterers. You're not married to this world. You are married to Jesus. Don't crave after things in this world. Crave after Jesus. If you want to find hope, don't find it in your kids. Don't find it in your career. Don't find it in your newest car that you can find. Your game system. Your hobby, your sport, whatever. Find it in Jesus. You will not find hope in this world. This world is full of trials and tribulations and crazy things all around. It will fail you. Jesus will not. Jesus will not. So do I find my life in Him? So if I do, if I want to put my desire in Him, will I allow Jesus' light to remove and reveal? Just think about that. Every person has garbage in your life, right? Like, come on. You, you <laughs> I get it, yeah. You may try to hide it. <laughs> you may try to hide that darkness, that sin, whatever you want to call it. But just like the sun in our shadow, 
the S-O-N, is always on the move. Hey, he's everywhere. At every time, his light is shining in your life. If you've come to him, if you've made him your life to find your place in life through him, in him, then his light is going to shine and it's going to reveal anything that you try to hide. He's going to remove the darkness in your life. Will you let him? Will you let him? Why? Why? Why does he want to remove it? Well, just like it's, it's part of the essence of the sun in darkness, it's impossible for the sun to shine upon something and darkness to remain. So the Spirit of God cannot, in its essence, not reveal darkness, not reveal sin. It is purity. It, it shows off the ugliness of whatever is not holy. Anything putrid will be revealed when the light of God shines upon it. And, and here's the reality. God does it because he doesn't want sin to separate. The moment there is sin in the presence of God, it has to be removed. Sin separates. God wants to be close to you. He desires it. There's nothing he wants more than to have a close relationship with you. I know it's not easy. Letting go of that sin. You will try holding on to it. You'll try to cover it. You'll try to move. And God will be like, it's right. you're not hiding it. Stop it. Stop trying to hide it. But here's the beautiful thing. I know it's not easy. I know it won't won't be pleasurable. But the more he removes, the more he reveals himself. The more he removes that sin, the more you get to be closer to him and you get to see his goodness, right? Who wants to experience more of God? Who wants to be empowered by God? The more we give up and say, it's yours. The closer we get to him the more we experience his power. We also know that the closer we get to God, the more our characteristics become like his. The closer we get to him, the more we become like him. You know, when I was (laughs) early in my faith, I wrongly thought that I had to try harder to become like Christ. Like the more effort I put, right? They're like, okay, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to be impatient this time. I, I'm going to try to be more loving this time. I'm going to. I'm going to have more faith this time. I'm going to pray harder this time to see God move. Right? I thought if I did that, I'd become more like Christ. But the reality is, is that's wrong. Yeah, I get it. Yes. We have to stop sinning. There is some effort we need to put in there, right? We have to have a desire to grow. We have to have a desire to not do those things anymore. 
it's, it's, you just don't like, oh, I'm li- I love Jesus and I want to be closer to him, so he zaps me and I'm ready to go. That's not the way it works. We have to put effort in. We have to, to it, it's, <laughs> it's mutilation, right? Or mortification. It, it's, it's removing sin. It doesn't feel good. Those old terms sounded weird and whatnot, and they're kind of gross, but that's what it is. It's not easy. Killing of the flesh is gross. It's not easy. But I also want to say that it's nearly impossible to change who we are inside. There are things that we can do to help ourselves There are thought processes and actions and things that we can put in place. But in the end, who we are inside, it's very well established. And it takes a lot of barriers to put in place to to get yourself in a better place. And so self-help books may help a little for a short period of time. But man, if if, if you're anything like me, those things that, that I am are there because they've been there since I was very small. Right When I was a kid, people would say things like, oh, you're acting a lot like your dad. Why? Because I hung out with him. I was with him. I acted like him because that's who I was with all the time. I spoke like him. I swore like him, right? (laughs) Whatever he did, that's what I wanted to do whether I knew it or not. A lot of things I did, and I didn't even realize it. So how do I become like Christ? How do I grow, as they say, or become a disciple? I hang out, I hang out with him. Simple as that. What does that mean? How do you hang out with Jesus? This isn't the chosen here. He's not sitting next to Thomas. How do you do that? Well, you're going to not like this. But to become like Christ, you spend time with him through prayer. Through reading the Bible. through allowing him to speak to you, reflecting on what you've read, and allowing God to tell you those areas that need to be changed and how to change them. See, that's how you can spend time with God. Just spend time reading, praying, talking to him, reflecting. Maybe being around a few people who are much more further along in their walk and have them give you insights. Ask him. Ask him. Let him speak. Because he will, he will speak to your heart. He'll tell you. It might take a while for you to be able to hear his voice inside, but he will speak. It's a muscle. Where you work and ask, God, speak to me. I want to know you. 
I want to become more like you. He will answer that prayer. He will answer it. We want to remember you, remind you as we're closing that the light of Jesus is so much better than the darkness that the world offers. It may sell it so beautifully in those nice cars or cool phones and clothes and vacation spots. That nice ivory tower office building. It looks cool. It feeds all of those, those fleshly desires inside of us. But I know so many people who've gotten to the top or that place that they dreamt of when they were a kid. They're miserable. Because they haven't received the greatest gift of all. The light that brings life. The life that brings true life, that is identity, belonging, purpose, hope. That light that removes darkness and reveals his amazing characteristics. That light that empowers you to grow into those characteristics. Your job is simply to come into that light, walk towards that light and allow it to powerfully transform you. How does that sound for you today? What does that mean for you? What do you need to let the light of Jesus bring into your life to transform Take these next moments and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. There's nothing more important than you can do right now than to go to Jesus and say, reveal to me, I want life. I want you to remove the darkness from my life. I don't want darkness no more. Will you reveal your characteristics, your love, your mercy, your joy, your hope to me? And will you unleash the power of the Holy Spirit into my life into order to transform me so I become like you? I want to have love. I want to have joy. I want to have peace. I want to have patience. I want to have kindness. I want goodness. I want to have faithfulness. I want to have self-control. I want to have the power to transform others' lives through the Holy Spirit that you release into my life. That is what is promised to you. There is nothing in this world that can be as amazing, life-giving, identity-creating, purpose-driven in your life than that. Father, I pray for every person listening that you will unleash your light into their life right now. Father, that you will transform their life, God, by removing by removing that darkness that clouds over them, that, that, that just breaks them down, creates this miserable, anxiety-filled life 
worry, doubt, anger, fear, bitterness, rage. God, remove it now. Reveal your power through your characteristics, God. Remove all those things and in its place, transform them by the renewing of your powerful spirit and in, in place in them, your characteristics of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. In the name of Jesus, fill them now. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I encourage you to drop us a line. Drop us a DM. Let us know how we can come alongside you in this walk with Jesus of yours. We'll see you again next week when we talk about another I am of Jesus. See you later.